perspective. 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 Is your host Vontae Swank, and you are now tuned into Perspective Junkies. Junkies. On last week's episode, we had on Harlem Johnson. Harlem was cool. We, we talked about masculinity, femininity, chivalry, and what's the trade in value of that. But on this week, we back to just the, the old crew, me, Cody, and Kenzie, back rocking. And this episode was really like, this is a testament to like, all right, this is how I want future episodes to go. The, the wide array of discussion was just great for me. Like, we talked about taking risk. We talked about playing the lose and the sports aspect. And we talked about that Tory situation. The juicy, juicy. So, of course, we had a great episode. Please stay tuned. Please show support any way you see fit. But please, just enjoy the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned into Perspective Junkies. Perspective Junkies. <laughs> and I am one of your hosts, C. Swank, aka Codiocrates. I was once referred oh, to oh. as Captain Controversy. I've changed that as a longtime friend of one day gave me a new <laughs> name, <laughs> a new nickname, a new guy I met. He's like, yeah, he was like uh, Codiocrates. You speak so wise, and I was like, Codiocrates, what? And I've adopted that, so that's my thing now, Codiocrates. And and my co-host, KB knows most, Dante, the swing. The swing. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are abandoning their, like, you got to give your official name. Okay, okay. The man of mental health. My name is Kenzie. Knows. Yeah, I guess your original. I said, KB. Your original one, I guess, is kind of boring me to say, Kenzie. It's what is your at name? D five. Oh, D five athlete. Yeah, come on. Choose KB on Twitter. We gotta get back to the basics. People gotta focus. All right, all right. We're gonna dive right into it. Um, Twitter moment. This is a a period where we we dive into like a interesting tweet that kind of caught our attention that we want to speak on. Okay, so this is from at Hey. Fandy. Fandy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't ask permission when we do these. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the book stack on the right side. Yeah, go ahead. Straighten that up. Hey, this is our book collection that we just got. Hey, we be laying that for just like a prop. But yeah. We read all of them. Yeah. Y'all, y'all not watching the YouTube page. Y'all wouldn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like going to episode without the book show. Right. And the chess pieces. You know, this is legendary. Right. Because we making moves. Yeah, the episode would be just inappropriate without the books. Like with these dumbass. <laughs> Who wants to listen to these dumbasses? They ain't even got no books. But yeah, alright. Here's the tweet. Here's the tweet. I'm not understanding men's obsession with leading. Where are you leading me to? And what is it about dating you that I now suddenly can no longer lead myself? 122 retweets. <laughs> 16 quote tweets and 248 likes. Why you too many? It's a lot of agreements. All right, we're going to start with you, Devontae. How do you feel about this tweet? How does it make you feel? I mean, I just feel like, did we not go through evolution and genetics kind of made this way? Ooh, <laughs> he's done. He's yeah. controversial today. Why even us is science? Like, can we get down to the biology of this shit? Like, okay. we are males, and males of any species are going to lead. Okay, okay, okay. Some people might argue that there's definitely some animals. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> not the bees. They run this shit over there, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> As humans. You like all the serious animals. <laughs> all the serious animals that's getting it done, you know what I'm saying? All the humans, of course, that's just in the DNA, it's in the cloth. And then, you know, a good leader will allow himself to be led when the time is necessary and then he will know how to follow as well y'all want to decorate that I'm just like no, you can't say to kind of let you dive deeper into that response like, do you think that you can lead that you are leading if it is just yourself 
or do you does it technically need somebody else in order to lead or what are you leading if it's just yourself you understand what I'm saying like if you move forward in life you're leading yourself but if you're staying stagnant you're just like so like you can't lead without there not no being no followers. Like I would almost argue that you're not leading yourself. You're just you know you're, you're doing you're your thing. Yeah, yeah. Leading, I, like I almost feel like it requires a, a group of following. Yeah, like at least one person to to lead anything. But anyway, what's your response to that tweet? That tweet, I, statements like this is very like this is an example of people wanting change but don't really that change like you want to be led until it's time to pick out what we going to eat (laughs) (laughs) y'all be doing some funny things they're gonna say oh come on that don't count that don't don't count count. girls you know they want to be leaders but they don't want to go half and that's what was that episode Mm. one Mm. How you don't want to go I feel like that was like almost every episode. Dig into that, Kenzie. Dig into what is the correlation? Because that this is what people reply when they say that like they really want us to get into the argument. What is the correlation between paying half on a date and leadership? Why is that necessary? Why do you need that aspect? Uh, okay. I you know what we say last. <laughs> We're not here to bash, <laughs> but for you to lead the way. That means you're asking men on dates. You're picking them up. You're telling them when to get ready and where y'all going and that y'all covering the whole check. Or you're like, nah, babe, I got the bills this week. You good. I got this. You good. That comes a part of leading. Leading the way you got to. There's more to it. I feel like you guys just want to boss things around but still have a man doing (coughs) men things. Let's play to their side. They're going to say, so I can't want to be wine and dine and romance but I but also want to lead so a woman who is in a leadership position in her relationship and her job she's not entitled to the leisure of having a date offered to her or getting dates paid for or things I like don't that. I don't think this tweet is in reference to a job because okay. you know, of course there's powerful women yeah, in the okay. world leading the place so gotcha. of course they're still going in ass on gotcha. so let's exclude that I think this is just a girl like in a new relationship like why are you always picking? Like, why are we moving to to Marietta and not downtown Atlanta where I want to be? Like, okay, if you want to leave the way, pay the bills. <laughs> pay the bills. Take us there. Tell us how we gonna do I it. I mean, more importantly than that, I feel like it's more she should be criticizing the way they lead and not the fact that they are. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're being led without the option of leading certain yeah aspects of whatever y'all are doing then that's not the right leader. But to say that you don't want a nigga to lead, that's not the right direction. Yeah. Why do you why do you say that? Because some would say, what is the the pre-existing law that mandates that men must lead other than patriarchal views? Like, what, what's the real reason for why? I feel like that's just the natural behavior. And then ultimately... I'm trying to get us in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right, ultimately, stronger. Even, <laughs> even, if, even if the woman is you know, the dominant in the relationship, there's going to be some point where the man is leaving the household, you know, like mentally, you know what I'm saying? So like, maybe not making the most money, but he leading the charge and, and getting the family to where, you know, they need to get. And so what I'm saying is like, even if a man is not the dominant in the relationship, that might be his leadership style is letting her really run it, but he's kind of leading it in some aspect because he has to defend that family overall. And, and the last sentence is a part you know of my huge, that. that's a part of my argument. <laughs> there's two there's two okay, two coins of this of what of what I'll say. The one is what I believe from my observation and from my theory and what I believe would be the best for the general public in general, for most uh, at least heteronormative, but also I guess in even homosexual relationships. There should be one person who takes on the role of like, I brunt more emotional stress. I'm willing to take a, a sacrifice in some way in order to help y'all first. And I am second in line or last in line to need praise and I guess like love for the, for the, for the little things that I do. And I feel like that is traditionally taken on by a man. What we mean by that is that we are expected to, you know, take care of little tasks like, you know, 
open the doors, make sure you trash, make sure you protect and all that stuff without necessarily getting a, an applause or you're doing a great job. It's expected to have a temperament to be able to just do it and know it's your role. And I feel like that gives you a position of leader because it's like if we were just doing a managerial type of system and, and jobs or a coach type situation, it's the person who takes on the brunt of responsibility if things go left, but also if things go right. They might not necessarily get praised the most. They give their praise. No to, love, you feel what I'm saying? They give the praise to love. And then the second thing to me is uh, what people have done. Like they try to ignore biological things. Biological things means to me the the physical nature of our relationship. The physical nature of most men and women's relationship is a subconscious decision that if things go physically, we're in danger. I will strive to make sure you are safe. I'll strive to make sure our family is safe. I will almost put my I will put myself in physical danger and harm's way to make sure you are safe. And it's like kind of my role. In that position, you are always going to be because you sacrifice the most, you're always going to be put at the at a, a leadership captain position in anything. You know what I'm saying? Like in an entrepreneur, when they have a a, a a new business, because when they take on the risk of financial burden, if the company goes down, you're about to be broke, you're about to be the person that takes all the, the blame for this. You also get the leadership position because you're putting your you're putting up more. So until we get to a we can never get to the the moment where it would be logical for women who are in general smaller and not as physically imposing to be that protecting role. It's just to me a a, a physical role that you can't um, change even if the society or the way we think you still have to protect. Like the physical nature of violence makes it that our role doesn't shift too much from it was a thousand years ago. It'll always be we somewhat have to stay in a, a warrior's mindset just in case, even in our mundane society where we're not constantly in war, we're always ready, like, something might pop off. And we play that role, so it, it, it leans or it makes you inclined towards leadership position. So those are that would be my two... Cody Hocrates. That would be my two standpoints on that. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Hey, I respect that opinion, big fella. I think it's it's a very logical aspect to it. And, you know, I hope that everybody can find their way of leading and being led. All right. I, I, I hate seeing illogical tweets like that because what they be saying, like, if you're in a relationship with your father, just say that. Just say that. It's different. That's not being a leader. That's just somebody, like, grinding you. I'm not saying we, we want to go around running on, hey, Dinner and five, have it ready. We good. We ain't even saying that. All right. But if you're in a controlling relationship and that's what that tweet is really referring to, that's way different. Get out. All right. <laughs> because there's a difference between even good when they say, like people try to conflate words with a negative meaning. So leadership or even submitting is considered negative when actually they're just too uh, natural inevitable roles in any type of relationship at one point the woman should lead like your girl should lead or you know your whoever your significant other should lead because they're more competent because they're more emotionally aware they're more caring or empathetic whatever the situation whatever is necessary for that situation they're going to be better suited to lead and in that moment you should submit because it's just logical it's the logical thing is to submit where you are better like where someone else is better so just like in the show, like if if Kenzie has a more affinity and a love and a passion, understanding of shoes and stuff like that, I can submit. Like, okay, you say that's a good time to buy that or a good spot to buy that. I I believe in that. If if Vonte knows, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, invest in that. All right, well, I'm gonna invest in that because he has more information than I do. So it's not necessarily like a negative. Like, you should, I don't think you should even have to explain that. That's completely a whole different thing. That's actually a manipulative like dominant tyrannical behavior this is just leadership good leadership is not tyrannical it's There's actually no one to be laid yeah. yeah so it's just something that has for to happen for me like for me i feel like it's also just knowing the right timing of or certain stuff like if we got to make a decision and we on the clock with it i'm like all right i'm just gonna take control here i'm gonna make this decision but if i could feel like my girl needs to make this decision it'll make her happy like right. if she gets to choose whatever we're about to do here right you got it. You too. And, and that's and even good leadership is in a relationship where I take it and I always say this to people I like I feel like it's, it goes on blunt, on deaf ears because if I say something they disagree with they kind of like block out the rest of what I'm saying but I would say as a man you probably could lean on for most women unless she's you know 
uh, abnormally, you know, not so smart, but you can probably lean on her for like 60, 70% of y'all little questions and she could probably come with a pretty competent, logical answer and y'all could be fine. It's only a lot of times when it's like a something she doesn't know about or if it's like a time mandate and you need to like kind of make a little aid, then you're helping her and she would like the help of like, hey, I can't make a decision, can you help? And that would be a form of leadership, knowing like what Vontae said, it was, this was time to kind of make this decision or this was time to... Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, we can go there. Oh, yeah, that's a smart move. Or, yeah, I should wear this shirt. Like, it's just a delegating the moment when it's time to take that final step. But we're going to get off that. Uh, we have a Kinsey Sports Philosophy moment. So there's some recent happenings, college football fans. The Oklahoma Sooners lost a 21-point lead to K-State. Commentators preached about their over-conservative play in the second half. And uh, our question, you know, for the sports fans is, what would you say is the difference between playing to win or playing not to lose? And I always try to translate sports, you know, theories and the way you approach sports to your real life. Where you know what I'm saying? So, how do you think this theory translates to life? How are people living the 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 idea of playing to win or either just playing not to lose? So you get into that. Hey, I'm a, I'm gonna tell the truth. I watch SEC football. I don't give a damn about no Oklahoma. <laughs> but shout out to uh, Miss Mr. and Mrs. Williams, you know. <laughs> they went there. It's, it's, also, it's a wonderful school, but you can't blow a 21-point lead to K-State. That's awful. Right. And playing to win, you know, I'm a basketball guy, so I'll put it in an aspect. You up five, 30 seconds to go, and you're not trying to score the ball no more. Well, I, I'll say two minutes to go, and you're trying yeah. to hold the ball. Because 30 seconds, they got a shot clock. High school, you can hold the ball for 30 seconds straight. But if you're up five, 30 seconds, I mean, two minutes to go, and you stop trying to score the ball, you're playing not to lose. You're playing scared. Being in attack mode always is playing to win. Coaches like playmakers, and obviously, Oklahoma thought they had a playmaker with Spencer Rattler. But he didn't make any plays down the stretch, and that's exactly how Falcons lost to playing. <laughs> Is it worth still being a fan still? Like, it's worth it. Okay. <laughs> Vontae, tell the people where you live. You right, you right around the corner from the Ben State. Who that? <laughs> Who that? I mean, your hood. Uh, <laughs> I mean, your hood. It's worth it. There, but <laughs> when you start playing not to lose, you're just you're just uh, vulnerable at that point. You know, you scared. Like, you in a fight. You don't want to swing. You just want to try to block every punch. Like, nah, dude, play some offense. If, if, if people are are so comfortable, like, hey, we not even worried. They're not even trying to score the ball no more. Just go for steals, and we're going to score. You gonna, you gonna, the team's going to come back and win. And just like in life, you can't be scared to take any risk. You know, you got to make plays. And, like, coaches will preach to you, we need playmakers. In basketball, I was a playmaker on the defense end. I'll, if somebody tried to dunk, I would jump. It's a 50-50 chance I'm going to get put on a poster or I'm going I'm to make a poster. But if you, if you don't have anybody on your team to make that – make that risk, you're not gonna win a lot of games. And in life, if you don't take any risk, any at all, like I was working at the airport for three years. I was so comfortable, I was having fun, I was cool. But I was like, these chicks suck, but I'm having fun. Got on Indeed, I'm like, Amazon, I'm kind of scared to drive, but that money crazy. So I took that risk, I left. I just took that risk. I feel like I made a play and it turned out to be a wonderful play. I I made a bad like just like I said, I'll jump for a block, I get dunked on, or I could make a poster. Well, I made that same play, I quit. I kinda went part-time with Amazon and tried to step into being a pair pro. And uh it wasn't up. <laughs> I made a bad play, man. We broke. I had to make another decision after basketball season. I quit the school, went back to Amazon, and now I'm a manager. It's up, it's up again. Right, what happened? happened? So, so my question is, but so okay, how would you translate somebody playing to lose in life? Then playing to lose is just. Just sticking around too long. If you had a job, so playing not to lose, my fuck. Playing not to lose. Let's say you, in high school, you worked at McDonald's, mm-hmm. and you a senior in college now, and you still working at McDonald's. You playing not to lose. You just comfortable. You scared to leave. You scared to try something else. You scared to. 
you scared to move on to something that you don't think will, will might be better for you. And what do you think the mindset is that makes people feel that way? Or how do they come to that conclusion where they're approaching life that way? How do you come to that conclusion when you just stay stagnant in life? You stay staying too stagnant or just like watching everybody pass you up. It's what's a what's a good example? Is fear what inspires them? Is it is it comfortable? I mean comfort being being uncomfortable. The fear of being uncomfortable in life. And sometimes you get too comfortable and like I said, your life would just be a straight line. Being stagnant in life is what I'm scared of. I I try to run away from that, you know. I always want to move forward. I wanna every year, like if you get a new phone, you don't go buy an old phone or go buy the same phone. You go you're gonna get a phone that's better. Uh-huh. So why would you same thing with life? You don't want you don't want to go next year in the same position you was in last year. So I always preach, don't stay stagnant. Like I'll probably be smoking cigarettes if I was still working at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh you let you definitely learned a lot about like interacting with other people and how they behave but so what you're saying the question about um how does it translate to life like i asked my dad this question he he said it's mainly from people who cannot visualize themselves winning so they don't even take the attempts to win and i think that is that's uh that's kind of a result of this belief of not practicing the belief i have that i've learned like from like frederick nietzsche nietzsche the the writer you should approach life understanding that the challenge is going to be there and embrace it don't kind of don't run from the struggle or don't run from the situation that you that is coming or be nervous about it but be like I understand rejection or disappointment or tragedy is coming in my life in all people's lives and I embrace it head on and I appreciate it now and I want to push more to get up the mountain you know what I'm saying so when you when you go in that lifestyle or you take on that mindset you you go you just live under the more optimistic way of viewing life and then it comes into your energy and then it comes into your to it actually manifests itself so even like with this podcast like i think there's a lot of people who may feel like they have the talents or the the ability or the subject where they could say something and it actually be interesting but they just nervous yeah, scared to take it scared they're just nervous for you know what i'm saying oh low views or hey ain't everybody following or you know what i'm saying they just want to be they want to be the open show over in two months you know what i'm saying and it just it's a what really it is is Process. Right, and just a either a fear of the process, an unwillingness, a laziness of the process, or just a fear of the the problems or the stresses that's gonna come with it. So it just allows them not do anything, and you just should understand that that's coming with everything. Stress and problems are coming with everything, so it's better to take, you know, what I'm saying, risk towards you know upping your lot or increasing your profitability or increasing yourself out your self awareness or your 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 value in the world, and but it's also a, a, something that you have to focus on so that you're not just taking crazy risks. Because some people gamble the yes. worst ways. And you know what I'm saying? It pays Michael off. Jordan, yeah, they go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Mike had the money, but they gamble in a negative <laughs> way. So it, it's really about making sure you have that balance of risk. And that kind of gets me to my next subject. You know what I'm saying? Devontae's mental health tidbit. Uh, taking healthy risk in life. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel like people should take healthy risks? What health? What is how you how do you define healthy risk and uh you know what I'm saying just give a little guidance towards your that. Hair, your hair is looking great right now. I don't know if the camera can get that it's, yeah, it's not gonna get them curls. It's it's there though. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm glad we touched on that mental health because y'all know there's no such thing as good hair. Oh you right. There's no such thing as good hair. You guys <laughs> are like Sickening me. Right? I wanted to talk trash. You're fucking really, disgusting. I wanted to goof off. I put like curly versus straight. Right. Somebody said you'll hear the same. And, oh, you just got weighed. It's just late. I'm like, take that was joke. hilarious. That you did that. Like, like, take the joke, Like I, I just can't stand people that try to literally say that curlier hair is better than a different. Th- like, who cares? Hair is hair. Love yourself. Says the guy who had curly Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> Put Vaseline. I would see. I would see uh, it curly invisible. Like, 
And look, when I was young, when I was young, what's called? I used to use Vaseline in my hair because my dad said, "Yeah, Vaseline you use everything." Everybody, every time I say that, people be like, "Vaseline." Vaseline. But that's just not Cody. That's the Williams. Right. <laughs> I went and tried that, and I was like, "My hair is thick as fuck." And I was like, "This ain't gonna work." <laughs> y'all blessed because y'all got crazy hair. Like I was, I was getting afro when people sit on here like, "Got you were mixed." Like, <laughs> Why is your hair like? And I'm like, "You're mixed." Like, oh, you're right? not mixed. <laughs> your complexion, lot. Hey, you lying? This shit be so funny here. They see me away. It's like, what's wrong? What's what is it? Why does it do that? Yeah, but I was just playing. I'm not, I'm not too concerned with that. But go ahead, about to get into right. Back to the risk of life. I feel like a healthy risk is when you understand what you what you have at risk and the reward from it. And when I say that, I say like, if I go for something, if I go for this job, what am I gonna lose from going for it? Like, am I gonna lose my current job? Or like, how much do I have to commit? Or is the worst of me just not? getting accepted like or you know what I'm saying like not getting hired or not getting the job like that's the worst that can come from that situation and I feel like once you understand what the worst can can happen you know what I'm saying there shouldn't be as much fear going into a certain situation so like let's say you you know you trying out for a dance team or something like that you know and it's pressure but you know the worst that can happen is like I ain't gonna make it and then I'm gonna keep moving forward so if you already have a plan of action if you don't and you know what I'm saying like my favorite quote is hoping for the best but planning for the worst uh-huh. and that's like perfect balance that. yeah you can you can apply that to anything in life like and certain people have that mindset where like I don't even want to think about me failing so um, you know what I'm saying I'm only like, I can't think of anything without thinking of me failing to a certain extent because you have to be aware of the failures I'm not saying that you think about it all the time but I think I think of it I'm aware of the possibility of failure and that's playing to lose if you scare yourself, <laughs> scare yourself you, can, you, you know you can miss it but you're not necessarily scared so much that you're not unwilling to take it that's what I'm saying some people they can't but think of the negative playing to I'm saying what he said oh, okay, 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 okay. certain risks you, you playing to lose you trying to lose the game like, right that's a lot of you people, and that's a, it's a controversial thing. Cody Ocrates, uh <laughs> the, the impact player of the day. A lot of you uh, women and men saying, hey, I'm just waiting for the Lord to send the right person. You got to put the work in. Put some shots up. You're not putting, you, you scared to take that risk. You scared of a, I don't know the fuck. <laughs> you scared of the hell, no, like, red. Come on, man. Let's go ahead and send that message. Go ahead and say, hey, how you doing? Try it out. Got to try, got to roll the dice. Your wife could be literally down the street. You gotta go. You gotta go speak to her, man. You gotta try that. Gotcha. Man. What is the riskiest move y'all feel like uh, God made in your life, like overall? My riskiest move, I feel like, was uh, picking my first college because I was, I was kind of against it. I was begging my mom, like, let me just go to Carroll, tell my friends I ain't trying to. She's like, boy, go away. Like, you need to move. You need to get far. Like, right, I thought that shit was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it I was like this man is stupid <laughs> dumb but I feel like it was a good it was a good risk I'm glad I did it I needed to to get away from my friends and really know that I could do things on my own you know some people don't even know if they're independent yet because they've never left their circle and I feel like this, all the swings had to be independent at one point and then we, we met back up a couple of years ago I really like had it on my mind like from me, I've been shadowing at um, Manchester High School. Maybe I shouldn't say it. I don't know. Anyway, I've been shadowing, and like they're going over their graduation plan and everything, and it just started making me think like how big of an impact on your life were that the, the choice that you make to go to school at. And I was thinking about all the schools that I was considering, like other than Georgia State. And I'm like, I would have been a totally like I was considering um, Florida International. Yeah, I'm you. Yeah. Okay, Christian. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I would have been speaking Spanish. I was, like, what, I was like, who would I be? Or I was like thinking about fan view. Like, it's just like the difference in a person you could have been by that choice is really wild. Like, one semester would have changed your life. 
we probably would have never seen you again. <laughs> That's what I'm like. And also, I also be thinking like, you know, is the setup that I had at home that that made me choose like let me do something that's a little in Georgia, like something I can really get to. And some people really have that college experience where they go in like, wow, I'm going to Texas. Like I, it was some people that we went to school that went to New York and yeah, Boston. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. Shout out to my little sister, man, because when she told me she wanted to go to San Diego State, that's where she going. Yeah, that's what you're doing right now. My, me and my dad was just like, was your mom with out there though? Yeah, me and my no, oh, yeah, she moved. Now. She moved back just because my sister was going there. Was I'm looking at them like, oh, lame. me and my dad before she graduated, we were just like, she ain't really gonna do it, bro. Maybe cap. I forgot. Girls be ready. Like as soon as they graduate, they're like, I'm going to Puerto Rico. Yeah, girls, girls are eager beaver to leave. I'm like, yo. But wow. dope is that experience too. I'm like on the back end of it. Like yeah, I want the experience, not the life change. <laughs> I want to do it for a week. <laughs> it was like one day I had a thought. I'm like, man, maybe I could do the military. I know I could. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, like I, I, I know so I much the military. I know too many people. I'm like, you went the military route. That's It's really a solid. Route, they you really don't have no structure or no foundation to yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you need to build that, I would definitely be like, hey, you'll get some help on like getting a jump start on life for sure. But do the shortest term. Yeah, I can't I can't have nobody like, nah, you're not going home this one. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not going home? You're not going home this Christmas though, you're gonna stay. You don't right. leave yet. All right, I'm like I already took that L with basketball though, so I'm already used to you gonna compare basketball to the military <laughs> to the U.S. military? Oh, like, yeah. Is that the case? I took that L with Target. Right, he comparing <laughs> basketball to the U.S. Right. military. <laughs> the time commitment. I'm telling you, y'all don't know how I feel when everybody home for Christmas and y'all. It's like just the basketball team in the dorms. No, <laughs> think about this. Think about this. Nah, nah, you're right. You're I right. had Thanksgiving, like my first Thanksgiving working at Target. We all used to, like, my whole family used to go to North Carolina. And so we had went up to North Carolina normally, but I had to work on Thanksgiving Day at Target. So I had to ride the train home by myself, like, Thanksgiving morning. And that shit was, like, depressing. I was like, shit, this shit's sad. I don't know how I did that. I'm not getting on the train. I wouldn't have gone. If I, if I was coming back, I wouldn't have gone. I, when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's real professional. You, Devonta. Like, I either would have not gone to work or yeah. would have not gone to... I, I probably would have just not gone to the like things. Like, you days or... Right. The first, the first, like, three months I get a job, I don't, like, call it out, like, ever. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, I probably would have oh, just yeah, stayed. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to give a special shout-out to, to, to the man, Cody, for getting a new job. You know, oh, yeah. It sounds like I don't really like telling people what I work for. The Fed, the Fed be trying to watch this stuff. <laughs> what they want you for? Yeah, it's cool. I, I actually love Jeff Bozos now, bro. Cause I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I also want to say something. Jeff Bozos. And like, it was like a post of like a driver driving in some dangerous rain or something. And they like, at Jeff Bezos, like, you really got us out here like this? I'm like. Oh, it's Jeff Bezos? I'm like, Bezos. 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 But I feel like. It's like they pay the price for being like the face of the of a company. Like when there's like a silent owner, he don't get no slack. But when you know that the dude, they act like he's controlling managerial shit going on in the warehouse. Like and I, and it's just like also changing the weather. Right. Even in my little time, like so even in the, in the job, it's pretty fun, pretty easy. I'd say, but there's moments where you know it's gonna get a little hot, be a little you know energy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like. It's you have to compare it to what people be working and doing in the world, not just in your exactly. Like there's people that's building, exactly. it's people building houses out of mud. Yeah, people that are hunting for their food to eat for the week. There's people that live in like there's people who are doing plumbing. You know what I'm saying? They literally like wading through pools of turds. And in the south, uh, minimum wage is still. Oh nah, the minimum wage for Atlanta is like fifteen. Wait, what? That's cap. It is. It, that's it, cap. It never went back up. They said it was going up to fifteen. That, that's cap. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, oh, well, that means it's still. There's a lot. There's a lot of illegal corporations. A lot. Wait, but yeah, it's just. Getting paid eight dollars an hour to go like, go run a whole movie theater. That was. I still would never 
return. I was working at the movie theater, but man, <laughs> Kinsey is so funny with his past like, shots. He's like, like, yeah, I did it. I hate everything about it. I would never suggest anybody who does that. I was that. having fun. And if they do do it, they're stacking. You seem like you would have yeah. worked at Six Flags. If you didn't. You would have worked at Six Flags. Right. I, I can see you with them a little short. And then just be like, I hated the heat. <laughs> I would have too much fun there. I would have got stagnant. <laughs> So we getting into the crazy situation. I'm right. getting into the crazy situation. Sound like a Tory. Yeah, I'm gonna start singing like Jamie Foxx in between episodes. <laughs> hey, episode. What is that? That's that cat. It sound like that scat. Oh, there's. I heard something. that sounded like it sounded like the dramatic scene of like when a villain is about to do. About to get like a little dub and a, a, a superhero movie like. <laughs> but anyway, we're getting into the Tory Lanez Megan situation, the taboo, divisive, fiery situation that has gotten all of you know social media, black social media in a, in a frenzy. Yeah, I don't even know why the white, white Hispanic social media cares. They like yeah, whatever. But uh, Corona don't exist no more. They shoot a black one. <laughs> so recently, Tory Lanez came out of silence and dropped a little project. Uh, he's hilarious. The worst <laughs> he dropped the 17-song project. I, he was kind of explaining his view and he kind of said, hey, it's not the situation y'all said it was. He talks about he had a little love affair with, with May. Blase, blase. Or Kelly, John. We gonna let... Oh, no. Okay, we gonna let y'all go and say y'all, y'all yeah, feelings on it. You wanna go for it? I just got one question. Go ahead. Did he hit or not? Oh, I, I believe. I believe. I, believe so. I, didn't, I didn't get to listen to the album, so I don't know how deep the level no, is. I, I, did. I, I definitely think he hit, but, you know, we're perspective junkies, so let me give y'all perspective. Mm-hmm. Meg Thee Stallion is like 5'10". Tory Lanez is like... <laughs> I'll talk you think he is. Five, 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 seven, seven, five, seven, five, 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 six. Probably five, six. Good. So let me get y'all to understand. When women are talking, when women are over five, eight, they're giant. <laughs> <laughs> and this man is six foot five, saying that. <laughs> you when, women, when women are over five, eight, they look huge. They look six foot already. Because they have long legs. So right? a little too close to my heart. One, that's already a silly relationship. And it was very silly that people was like, yeah, he's asking for her back. I'm like, okay. This is such a tall man opinion. <laughs> that was already hilarious. And for me, you know, it's a very special laugh for me. So also, I was talking with one of my followers on IG. I was like, so what you think really happened? And my I think, I'm assuming I didn't hear no album. I didn't I'm not really following the situation that much other than like the jokes from Eric Jones and it's very funny to me. I think well, I seen one post saying that her friend was like, Meg got really violent with Tori a lot. When she gets drunk, she tries him out. When I saw that, I was like, that painted a whole different Who picture. said that? One of her close friends said that about her. Like, like she was dropping something off when she was like, all right, I'm going to go. You a little drunk, girl. Yeah, she'll like, get drunk and just be trying Tori, just disrespecting him. She said she was a little violent. But that's why I led with what I led with. Put it in perspective now. He's 5'7", she's like 5'10", and she's thick. Tori's losing that fight. <laughs> so he, he's a mouthy little short dude, too. He is yeah. a mouthy short dude. <laughs> he a tough short talk like this on track with it. <laughs> I'm going to sell my piece to him. Hey, he's a mouthy short dude, but look. So I just, I'm going to paint this picture. Everybody drunk. Hey, you know, niggas, niggas get strapped. They ready. You know, niggas not going to know who they is. <laughs> so I feel like she just tried him a little too hard. Strap up. You better chill out. It has to be life or death. So 
no matter what his explanation is, no matter what explanation he gives, if it's not life or death, like it's never be okay. You can't shoot. The only way I can give him a pass is if I could I could just see this like a movie, right? Like she like playing with him, like flicking him in the head, and then like take his gun out, like you ain't gonna do nothing to her. Yeah, get it back. Bro, that's literally the, the thing I like. That, that's a see. It, the only thing I get that I'm, it's more. I like to dig into the bigger issue regarding these smaller issues. See, this situation they want us to. When I say they, I'm saying I feel like white people that like to see us uh, in the, the vis, in the vice of modes or different countries that may have like may have something to benefit from people being divisive within our country and also i feel like it's, it's definitely stem of black woman it's like the belief that any any type of positive feeling or a kind of belief or consideration of the of their side of the story on the side of the man is like yo just you might as well just say fuck us you might as well just <laughs> throw us in the street and put gasoline and burn i'm like yo no, like it's a, it's like you you can't create you you're, you limit right. I'm like y'all y'all limit freedom of speech when it's when it's like you cannot say anything just like oh consider. I'm like if somebody was to accuse your say your brother or your dad was the person that was accused would you just blindly believe the person that's accused even though you have a connection with the person who is like that 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 theory is just like it's unrealistic because of course when you have someone that you're close to you're inclined to be like mm. so when we don't then when we're not close to any any person involved then your your belief or your temperament towards the situation should be more like i don't know i'm unsure let me listen to the whole side why would you be so sure of either side when you have that you're starting to create a situation yeah. where years of the wrongdoing you're trying to remedy it by years of wrongdoing. It's almost like, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day, Kenzie used to slap me upside the head. So now, today, I'm going to slap Kenzie upside the head. You can't, that didn't solve the. We, I'll be a change, man. Yeah, I'll we just. He's like, nah, I got to do it. We just. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, didn't, that, that didn't actually improve. Like, you didn't remedy the violence. Like, somebody else is doing something. So I'm like, now you guys are creating a situation that is only disadvantaged. Like, it has a disadvantage, clearly, to. Anybody who's considered a privileged group, and you will always be considered part of a privileged group to somebody who's in a less privileged situation for you. You know what I'm saying? So eventually you're going to be a person, if you work hard enough, you make a certain amount of money. So now people have a prejudice, you know what I'm saying, towards you, even though you're in a high, because you're in this certain situation, or you're coming to this type of quality, or maybe you're tall, maybe whatever the case may be. So I, I don't like the because you're part of a group that's not considered protected or the minority or the the person that's with less power that your side of the story is automatically validated and that the world should believe you and the world should condemn anybody who i'm like that's an unhealthy that's just a that's not thinking with a sober mind or thinking you're so biased you're so emotionally connected to like one side of it so i i don't i don't understand what people I get people being like, I agree with one side or I believe in one side, which you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should tend towards the, the victim side unless you have significant evidence saying otherwise. However, you should not be, you shouldn't be cutting people off. This is what people are saying. I'm unfollowing anybody who disagrees or listens to a song. Like, like who are you? Like, supposed to be like God's warriors? That, like, that's what got weird to me when people were, they weren't even like, okay, you can make an argument. Don't listen to our music. Okay. Oh, y'all want to hear Tory side of the story? What is wrong with y'all black women? I'm like, y'all going they, too they, far. They, they try to be like, oh, if that was my sister, I wouldn't even want to hear the other side of the story. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. That, that, let's say that again. Let's run that back, what he just said, because this is the related, the related to Would you need to hear the other side of the story if that was my if that was your sister? And Devonta's reply is all of our replies. No. Duh. When somebody is related to you or close to you, you lean towards your party side until you have significant evidence. If anybody accuses your 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 mom of murdering ten people, do you just be like, "I gotta go with them"? They said that. You, no, you get like that's my mom. Like I haven't seen anything. Like, you know, that, that's when it's like, "Mom, did you do it?" She say, "No." She ain't do it. Yeah, right. She ain't do it. We're going to see what they talk about she, in court. If she lied, then we'll find out later. But you don't just 
why would I'm not jumping shit? Of course, if somebody was was related. So if you're physically related or you have close relation to someone, yeah. or you've seen physical like evidence of them being kind hearted, then and you I, have reason to believe and, their side. You know, I've witnessed women do this because if you was like Tori's little sister, you'd be like, leave my big bro. Uh, man, should have got you know you would have took a, a whole different side to it. Just like when right. people was getting accused for that rape stuff on Twitter. Dudes was getting accused and it was girls coming to the rescue. Like, that's my brother. He'll never do that. Hell no. Nah. Y'all girls just be lying. Y'all want him. And the, thing, and the thing is, people think that's what I'm like. It's human nature. You would have to take on a less loyal role. To, you're not considered a close friend or someone that is, uh, that we can say we love each other. If you cannot, at the very least, vouch for my character on things that are not sure. So, if we say we're friends... And then someone said, oh, I think this guy's a murderer. If I'm like, is you a murderer? <laughs> how are we good friends? How are we? How could you say you're mine? Well, so why would people expect a woman in relation to the men who are accused to blindly agree unless they have... Now, if you see statistics and girl has evidence and blase, blase, then I agree. You guys are right. That's wrong. We gotta, You got to be able to, to call something what it is. But if you don't know what it is and you're just being like, oh, so you just believe in the man? I'm like... I'm believing no one until I know all the facts surrounding that case. And, and this used to be something that I think was considered common law. Like, it's common law to not make a conclusion without all the facts. But nowadays, it's like, people, I mean, even talk to me, like, oh, Kogi, yo, I usually fuck with you, but you need to shut the fuck up on this situation. You, you out of pocket. I'm like, do you, were you in the investigator's office? Like, you got some facts I don't know about? Because if you don't know what I, anything more than what I know, you're taking such an emotional stance. And I feel like people don't understand how quickly they can be in that situation. So if you're a person who says, uh, if you side with someone who was accused of being an abuser or a rapist or whatever the case is, that you're automatically one, you have to know if one of any of your friends, and including you, creates something that is considered a moral sin by the majority. They have to badge, they have to kill, like, they have to destroy all y'all. Like, you have to come down by the theory that you've imposed upon yourself. Or do you believe in redemption? Do you believe in innocent until proven guilty? Do you believe in loyalty to friends until they're proven guilty? Or do you just be like, hey, you on your own to a girl or to a guy that you may have been friends for 15 years with? And you've been seeing them chilling and being cool. You wouldn't say anything. You just let them die a slow death by attacks by everybody they know and you're not going to speak up. I'm like, that's cowardice on your part. That's not, you're not, that's not more moral. That's not justifiable. But, you know what I'm saying? If evidence comes out that, you know, for sure that Tori did it and it was a malicious thing and there's no facts around it that would kind of make you look at the situation different, then yeah, 100%. He's wrong. Even then, like, even if I'm 100%, like, they got shot, he did her wrong, I still want to hear <laughs> Like, OJ, I'm, I'm like, I still want to hear the case. I mean, even more importantly, like, we ain't hear no story, like, so somebody gotta say something. Why? We gotta get some type of story, so, like, if it's coming from him, then, alright, we gotta know it, because it's not like Meg came out and was like, alright, y'all, this will really happen. She just all said, right. he shot me in the foot! Right, so it's like, alright, what's the story? Right, and that's what I'm saying, and, and you guys know, like, I don't like when people ignore just obvious things. If if Devontae gets a situation with his girl and somebody shot in the foot, the obvious question is, so why were y'all arguing? What was the causation? If somebody comes on the thing and you have the support of the whole... Women are wanting to support you, literally just because you're a woman. All you have to do is give some type of story, some type of, hey, look, uh, I said I had my money to him. He couldn't handle that. Boom. Or I was talking about my music accolades and boom. Or we was in a romantic relationship and we broke up and boom. Anything to be like, oh, okay, that sounds feasible. If you just come with like uh, the story like, hey, they just shot me. You got people going to be like, eh. Because if you were a regular person, you weren't famous, people would be like, you're not going to tell us, you know, why. They said, if you had two kids that got in an argument with each other, you would ask why y'all get in an argument. You wouldn't just be like, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think that's a crazy question. Like we're getting pushed into we're not allowed to think. Like, I'm like, that's thinking. Yeah, that's Part of thinking. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like that's allowing uh, a generalized concept to think for you and not taking your time to, like, understand every situation and make it a case-by-case uh, decision. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. So I'm like, 
if we don't know nothing, how do you even know how mad do I should be at Tory? Like, right. how, like <laughs> how much do I not rock with him? Like, and am I just going to not listen to his music, or am I trying to avoid looking at anything? And I just want to say, y'all start unfollowing us because of this topic. Me and Bonte didn't listen to the album, just Cody. <laughs> if you start unfollowing us for this topic, you shouldn't follow us. I'm just a big staunch like supporter of, of free speech and freedom of thought yeah. and diversity and thought, which actually yields the best answer. Like there should be a whole bunch of opinions and the opinions that exist and work the most successfully should be the one that's like praise at the top. But even with with uh Devontae was saying about uh what were you just saying? I had I lost my my, my train of thought that last comment you were saying about You might lose your new nickname, bro. feeling of that that you can judge something without hearing both sides the reason i say that is because i think it's not necessarily the people want to say it's a split between men and women when in reality i think it's a split between people who who act on pure emotion and compassion for what they who they receive to be the the victim which will more inclined they're gonna you're gonna be right a lot of times and most times when you're right it's okay but the chances that you're wrong and you are so willing to believe whoever accuses whoever gets their story off first is just in general i think as we grow we understand you can't think that way because people will tell a dishonest side of the story or you just get more details it's like that's just for even everyday gossip you don't just go with the first angle you get you should probably wait till you get more sides so you can get a fuller view before you make a judgment on anything and i think it's the it's divisive because it divides people on the the concept should you immediately condemn somebody on what you hear that's bad and just like, you know what I'm saying, believe in the person that you think is a victim because you you relate to that pain and it, it, it triggers something in you that makes you feel like, damn, that's bad. Like, I'm, I want you to feel more. I'm more scared of you feeling like we don't support you than I'm scared of being wrong and condemning this person or people that feel like we should always kind of play it without emotion and then just think, hear both sides and then act as though we we were just we're not connected to either party and that and that that theory to me is where we should push towards what it does is like you said sometimes people will feel uncomfortable sometimes the person that actually is accusing or saying this gets wrong for treatment or gets their story criticized or critiqued but i feel as though this is the only way to protect protect the most parties involved and to maintain like you're innocent until guilty well the other aspect is you can be Anybody can be defamed or, you know, brought down by any story, any line, any, and people just have to agree with it. And that's a slippery slope. Like you give up the freedom of being innocent, perceived innocence. You're just immediately guilty because you're part of the party or part of the population or part of men or part of heterosexual or part of, you know what I'm saying? Light skin, whatever it is, the group that's considered the oppressor. So it's like, you can't necessarily just, that, that doesn't work. That's not true fairness. So that's my thought. That's how they, I feel like they want the court system to run like cancel culture. Like, <laughs> get them out. That's what it is. This is it's leaking over to they want it to be, instead of just like the public opinion, like, oh, we think you did that. They want it to literally be. Nah, Meg said it, and I liked her last album. He did. Right. They want, <laughs> they want people to execute on that. Like, kill, people saying kill this man. Like, I've heard kill the man or put like, I'm like, yo. And this isn't, This is, we're not even saying like, there's no reason. Unless you're like life or death, there's no reason. Yeah, yeah. We definitely don't. We definitely can't condone his, his, his actual. I also would like to say that like, I'm not mad at those who feel some type of way about how he did it and with the album and like, I got something to say. Nine o'clock. Nah, that album. That was, that was a horrible opinion my choice. And then Rick Ross. <laughs> Rick Ross, 
I like what Tori came back and said to him, like, hey, you should stop trying to put all your sponsors in every snap you make. It's a bad look. And you go back, he's tagging wings, stomping, smart car. I'm like, Rick Rod, like, you didn't even do it the right way. <laughs> Why you said that's a bad look? It is a bad <laughs> look. Like, like, false. Oh, he did a video while tagging? Every video he posted is just talking trash. He's always, like, adding the people he's sponsored by. Like, you know, he owns a portion of Wingstop. He's tagging Wingstop. And uh-huh. then, he made that video with the smart card. And, and what, so, but, but why do y'all why do y'all feel that it's a it's a wrong way to explain it through music? Y'all tell me like y'all perspective on that. I wanted a concrete explanation from both parties. <laughs> I wanted Tory because one the fact that Tory still has never said like I ain't shoot her. Yeah, so he's already taking more L's on that. Instead of like saying anything, he just made. And I quote, Cody said, one of the best albums he's ever made in his career. Oh, God. Oh, he's, he's trying to get I ain't trying to throw him But, y'all said he made a wonderful album after shooting his ex in the foot. That's just a bad look. But, like the R. Kelly situation when Boondocks made the episode saying, like, he's just going to sing his way out of it. <laughs> I think Tori tried to do that. I feel like you slick can explain the scenario in one song. But the fact that he made yeah, an album, it. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, say, like, even when people get into little beats or little riffs, I feel like they air it out in one song or, like, get their apology out. Like, Offset did one song where he yeah. apologized to... Hit him up, Tupac. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like that's where you, like, let it all out. But you did an album, that means it's like... You was trying, you trying to get off this right, situation. You trying to get more money than you was trying to get your expression on, to and, me. And do y'all feel as though... So are you taking it as morally wrong? You listened to the whole album, right? Yeah, I did. From the album, what did Tory Lanez tell you? I don't know if I heard all that. The, the Kylie song. People keep talking about that. I'm like, I, I keep getting lost in the sauce. I don't know if I heard that. I'm like, that did you get a good storyline or what is going on? Or is it just a bunch of like little subliminals? My bad. I'm sorry. Like he said something about J.R. Smith. I got that's my really direct. Lost. It's direct disses at people who directly dissed him. So J.R. Smith. Is, but all because they tweeted something about him shooting. Yeah, but talking about know, people how they is. how they treated. But my thing is, my thing is. Nah, that's a lot. My thing is this. I feel humble. You gotta think, like, I think people just don't put it in just real world situations, like, how how would you, how professional, how respectful do you respond to this? If we're all friends, we're all in the same field, you you kick it with me, y'all just party on me, someone makes an accusation before it's even finished, before, like, I'm in the books. Because this, what if he does get some situation where he's, he's in freedom, so he's making music, he successfully bangs his way out of this and now he's on people. People ask for features again. Yeah. You've condemned me. Like, you you literally turned your back. This That alone is worth a song. Then there's people, there's celebrities who are probably people who are inclined to having their own little dramas and their own little catch, uh, fall-ins with the law who are going to make their little comment. That's worth a song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, then I can say a couple things about, hey, you didn't tell people that we had a romantic relationship. And that kind of is like a causation behind this and why you was chilling and why I'm chilling. Like, because we kind of rock with each other. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a song or two. That's like, a whole nother topic. So, this, what I'm saying, jokes. what I'm saying is that pe- people were giving like, you, you let a little bit of time pass. Like, when, when did this happen, June? It happened too long ago. It happened a while ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's enough that for a mu- musician, like, and that's another thing what I'm saying, we're getting to a, a social period where people were like sensitive things that I don't think we would have thought about. I don't think in 2010 I would have thought anything of that. I would have been like, like let me listen to it. I wouldn't have been it's like a, 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 yeah, with Twitter and a it's a trend where people have like kind of like pressured you to believe that but even then when, when what's his name, when Pusha T said something about Drake's son mm-hmm. Drake came out with a statement before Scorpion dropped now. What'd he say? He, I, all I know it was a big screenshot he put on his story he said something. I can't remember Exactly what he said, but he came out. With yeah, stuff. I think it's also that like, I feel like he should have already said like just one thing. He could. I'm like, sorry to my fans. I'm sorry to everybody. I let y'all down. What did Drake say to that? No, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like Tory has should have made a like, statement. Did that yet? A lot of people. But I'm saying, what if you make a whole album? What if you felt? What if you felt that you, you <laughs> the amount of wrong you did is not 
like right for how you're getting connected? Would you even need to pay that same? Like, Yo, I'm saying, sorry. If, if, they, they, don't, if they don't have no other story but the one they get, then how can you expect them to make a diff- different decision? But he's also saying in the song that y'all think I can. The reason I can't say it is because of legal claims. Of course. So I'm saying if it was but truly something legal claims helped them push the album out instead. I'm saying you can be making the album and then just hold it on ice until the I'm saying, but you can you could also be coming out like he hey, could look, make I can't even make okay, even if y'all even if y'all have that stance, are you saying it is morally wrong or you think it's like it's lame? Almost, it's morally wrong and kinda of corny to not to never make a statement and just be like, you I'm know saying, what? It, it's one thing if he was like a quiet social media dude, but he's going live all the time. I now, I agree with that. I agree. With and that. so it's like you can bring your damn mouth on that motherfucker all day. Yeah, I think I, I think I wouldn't necessarily like I wouldn't be pushing it like hey, you should have did it that way. And, and I just wasn't like it. It didn't cross my mind like this is the offense that's so strong. Like it was a corny move, and like this is an off the Meg situation. I don't want to hear nothing about Tory Lanez. That's not a remake of a R and B classic. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing original from Tory Lanez. Don't want to hear. It. It's people that think that about Jacquees too. It's like Jacquees, nah, he still like, got some. It's he, like y'all got, got some his own classics. They got, got some crazy mindsets. Like, Tory Lanez, like, there's not there's not many singles by him with no made over beat, but. I think it's a very corny way to go about it. He could have, even if his statement was, like Monte was saying, if his statement said, guys, the truth will be out soon, I cannot speak thoroughly on it because of legal situations right now. He didn't even say that. He really went black. Nine o'clock, I'm going to tell y'all my story. And then he had the nerve to put an estimation point on it. Don't be raising your voice. Was it the emoji estimation point? Was it the red one, bro? He oh, did. Like, we talking explanation points now. He said, you shoot. <laughs> like, he need to, like, my bad. Oh, come <laughs> on, y'all. <laughs> y'all boys crazy. You gotta say something first. Like, anything. Your first statement cannot be, not even a statement. Not a clock, but a studio out. <laughs> okay. I, I agree. I agree. It's wild. I give him the public opinion. I mean, it's but, stupid. But but till this day, even though he shot her, for, he's wild, bro. I still want to hear side of the story, and, and I don't. And don't don't demonize people for wanting to hear the side, yeah. man. Just again, on perspective, John, because we want you to be open to, to multiple perspectives. perspectives. Right. Don't be hey, so the angry. The day that you're closed off from another perspective, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna That's go somewhere way different with that. That's <laughs> when you're living your life playing. Right, not an idiot, but you're closing yourself off from a different yeah. a different lens of life, and, and that's when you become ignorant. Right. And ultimately, you become an idiot. And that's that on that. Right. So we're going to go ahead and conclude this episode. We want to say thank you to all the people that's been tuned in, that's giving us commentary, that's, you know what I'm saying, commenting on social media, Instagram, protect Twitter, like, all that. I mean, yeah, protect that. Like, we, we, we want you to understand this is just a thought. Like, we, this is not, and I don't want people to villainize people for different opinions or different words. This is about how you actualize it. In reality, are we putting our hands on women? Are we, no. You know what I'm saying? We're listening or we're being respectful. We're going to have women on to speak where that men to speak. And being drunk around a gun isn't safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Why do you have security and you drunk with it? And y'all stop getting illegal guns, like, too. I can't leave the house without yeah. it. Can't do without it. Make sure y'all have those guns legally. Don't be... Hey, people got them illegal guns. I just got my L's on mine. Good. Congratulations, bro. I got it on my hip right now. Just because what you niggas would try. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is Perspective John One, mm. and on Instagram is Perspective Junkies, Junkies Podcast. Guy. Not just Perspective Junkies. That's a different. Those guys are different. Weirdos. Yeah, Perspective Junkies Podcast. Make sure you follow, comment, and on the podcast app, make sure you rate us five stars and, and subscribe. All spelled correctly. All right, spell, we need all that. If you can't spell. You probably won't find. Repost us Junkies too. Podcast. Repost us. Follow me on IG D Five Athlete. Twitter, Juice KB. If you have any discrepancies, you know, DM it. Don't comment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if you Cody disagree, Cody. somebody was like, somebody was like, Cody think he's uh, he think he know it all, but the show pretty good. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, somebody said that. I feel like they know me personally. Like that didn't feel like a random person listening. I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> okay, you could have told me that personally. You could have called me. Hey, and, and as we on the way out. I feel like we gotta show some love to Gunner. The Gunner, uh, <laughs> line right here. One of them, one of them.
I'm gonna get a real photo shoot, but you, you gotta see that I'm making fashion statements on this show. I had the Rockerwear shirt, I had the button up, I was almost melting that bitch, and then this, you know what I'm saying? This, I call it Gay gay Tiger. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that, that shirt screams like it's it's really my, my fashion statements. Are, <laughs> what is this? Walk by this table. <laughs> I think it screams. I can't wait to get you all alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Marcus Houston song? I'm hearing it. Thank you. He's in foot. It's raining. I'm doing it. Hey, we gotta go on now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Devontae, you got that. You got that kid, Cuddy. <laughs> Day <laughs> night. <laughs> Girls, I get this <laughs> 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 <laughs>